Build a highly profitable real estate machine with explosive, exponential growth that works harder for you than you work for it while living a life by design. Breakthroughs are all around you, but you don't see them until now. Join Jason Williford here at The Ultimate Real Estate Machine as he converses with highly respected and world-renowned experts from inside and outside the real estate industry. You'll discover proven business, marketing, and sales strategies that transform you into the most trusted, dominant, and influential expert in your market, the preeminent agent. Each episode brings you one step closer to the highly profitable and fulfilling real estate business that you've been longing for. Here's your host, Jason Williford. Well, hey, everybody. I have a very special guest on today that I know is going to drop some diamond nuggets, not even golden nuggets, but diamond nuggets. Uh, Miss Tammy Montgomery, uh, she's uh, been the number one real estate team in Louisiana uh, since 2017. Uh, she got licensed in October uh, 2010, uh, so she's been in the business for 12 years, not 30 years, and uh, she generated in 2021 over $200 million in real estate volume with 428 units, a magnificent job. Um, and she does it running very lean and mean with her team uh, that I know has to be highly profitable. And she has multiple re revenue pillars that uh, are built in her business that gives uh, her more profitability, but also gives her clients a lot more uh, client experience as well. Uh, without further ado, thanks for being on, Miss Tammy. How are you doing? Good, Jason. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, shoot, can you tell us a little bit more about Miss Tammy Montgomery? I know that I know that you're at your lake house uh, right now. Uh, congratulations on your your purchase, and I see that you also have a place in Dallas. Uh, but shoot, let us uh, know a little bit about you. Sure. A little professional information. Um, I was licensed in October of 2010 when I was 45 years old. So you can do the math. You're and, young. Yes. Well, <laughs> the story behind that was I had been retired from an advertising career. And wow. my husband said, you don't want to get your real estate license. And uh, so like all the good wives and partners that you know, I did exactly what I wanted to do. I went out and got my real estate license and quickly the trajectory of my being a solo agent and then a team. I always wanted a team because I love to help others and elevate others. And so from there, fast forward from 23 million, my first year as a rookie to wow. almost 201 million in 2021 with my fantastic environment that I operate in, which is my team and my admin and, and my staff. That's an amazing job. Actually, starting out, that's an amazing job of doing $23 million in year number one. And if I had to bet, if I was a betting man, and I am sometimes, that that marketing background of yours probably paid off pretty big uh, from the beginning and still pays off in your business because that's the, uh, you know, if you don't crack the code of client acquisition and know how to acquire new clients, not only acquire them, but also how do we make those li those clients lifelong clients as well too, which I know you do an amazing job of. 
Uh, would I be right or wrong in that assumption? I think that's the key to this whole business is lifelong clients because my clients are actually my referral ambassadors and um, we have a great referral business and we do it all. We do online leads. I pay for leads. We do referrals. Uh, we list a lot in our market. So our sign calls are great and we just got a good thing going and our I, I had a mindset I'm going to share with you today that I've, I've never spoken to anyone about this because this is a new thing, but I had a mindset that I had five agents. That's all we were going to do. And number one in our, you know, we were just happy, kind of fat and happy. You've heard people say, <laughs> and I was talking to um, a couple of people out, you know, how you have friends like you and I all around the United States. And they were like, you know, Tammy, you should scale your team because you can only get so much profit out of each agent and if you want more profit you need more people so i started thinking so that is our goal for 2022 is to scale the team more people more profit and expanding to a south louisiana location i have no doubt that you will be super successful at that and here's why number one you're a marketer you're not just a marketer you're a master marketer uh, but also you've built systems and processes that are duplicable into another market because you and I have also had uh, those conversations a time or two about, uh, you know, you scaling into another market and uh, the systems that you have that work so great where you're at right now would work just as great in another market, right? If that if you're doing it right, you should be able to drop me in any market and I should be able to go, you know, plus I have the help of a, a friend, Jason Williford and his <laughs> fantastic book that he recently published there. You talk about gold. There's some good stuff in there. So, you know, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I'd highly recommend that you follow Jason and get that book if you don't already have it. Thank you. That's sweet of you. What uh, What was uh, what would you say one of one or two or three of your top takeaways from the book were? You know, there's a lot about marketing. It aligned with my business principles and values so much because you you come from such an area of contribution and we operate from an abundance mindset, not scarcity, so that everybody, there's plenty for everybody. And I think that's yes. part of something that you always that's your value too. And we also, uh, I put that over onto my team members that they can, I let them make money. I give them opportunity. You know, that's one thing that team members, team leads, I think sometimes stump their toe because they vet their leads. They don't give their team the good stuff. So cherry um, pick. yes, they do cherry pick. And, and I don't cherry pick. You get what you get, you know? Love it. And now that we go into it, because I knew you would be amazing at this, and it's amazing how much that you get, like over $2 million, $200 million in business, and wait till the listeners hear of how many agents you have that do that. How many? Five. Five agents. Yeah. Uh, five agents. Are you, are you out in the field, too? I do. I do some things. I don't do any buyers and I do listings that, um, you know, that's another one of my strategies is to build the brand so that I can continue to step back. So we're yeah. in the process of doing that. But yes, I am in production. 
uh, love it. Um, and that's, you know, being in highest dollar producing activities. And I talk about this a good bit that the top three for an agent, uh, number one, a listing appointment, uh, number two, negotiating a contract, number three, prospecting. But for a team leader, the top three activities are number one, strategy, number two, marketing, and number three, innovation. And that's uh, a I'm tearing out from Tony Robbins' Business Mastery Playbook uh, those three top things that an entrepreneur, uh, the leader of a company, should be doing uh, per Tony Robbins. And how, what would what is your? Do you know what your average agent like? What how many homes they sell per year? Vol, approximate volume? Uh, what their net profit ap approximately is? They're all fairly equal. Of our 428 units, uh, 212 were listings, and the balance was, so it's almost 50-50. They service the majority of those 200-plus uh, buyers. They do bring listings if they have an opportunity. And so between the five of them, we've got anywhere from 24 uh, units to about 50 units per nice. So they're making, if you kind of want to talk about money, you know, they're in the 150 to 250 uh, a year. Wonderful. Amazing. Because, um, and I think a lot of the general public thinks that real estate agents, they're all rich. It's kind of like, they're just all rich people and they make so much money. But the facts are that that is not the truth. The latest report that came out uh, per NAR uh, stated that the average realtor, uh, I think it was just over $42,000 gross per year uh, with over $5,000 in expenses, which brings the, the average net to around $38,000 per year. And that's realtors. If we talk about all licensees, it's probably around twenty dollars to $25,000 net income. And your agents are netting uh, 150 to $200,000 per year. Uh, so you've changed some lives in there. Do you mind if I ask, like, can you give an example of where one of your agents were prior to joining your team? Like, where were they in life? Like, where was one a hairstylist that, you know, made 30 or 40 a year and now they're doing 200 a year? It's amazing. I have story after story, but I'll tell you two. Uh, one was a nurse making around 60 grand a year. And uh, she came to us and said, I want to be a real estate agent. We talked to her. She was a good fit. We had the, the value and the leadership that we thought she needed. And she will almost 200 grand in her second year, uh, wow. this third year. So she's happy. Her husband's happy. Another one was actually an agent at Remax that was struggling. And we just so happened to sit by her at a company function. And my husband was sitting between she and I, and he whispered to me, he said, I like this girl. She's smart. How much has she done? And I said, she struggles. And he said, well, let's see if we, if she'd even be interested in coming up under your wing and seeing what she can do. And if you, we have quarterly income meetings and, and uh -huh. commit meetings with them. And when we do it, it's, uh, tears of joy every time. How, how did you uh, take that struggling agent uh, from mediocrity 
into greatness? Well, this is what I feel like agents need, especially on a team. You know, I'm very pro-team, especially with new agents. I think they need to get their start so that their learning curve is not so steep. So Mm -hmm. with a new agent, we want to make sure that they're included. You know, believe it or not, agents don't go to or leave brokerages. Money is like the least motivating factor of all. They want the leadership and the value. So that's what we offer them from the technology to the training. And when I talk about inclusion, I always tell people, I said, we love on our agents. If they're sick, the sick box. If their birthday, flowers. If they're struggling, we make sure that we bring them uh, we call it the struggle bus and we get them off the struggle buses quickly. So our we're transparent. Uh, there's not a special deal for you and then a different one for the next one. Everybody has an opportunity to exhale. And I think that probably the most important thing, and I don't call it goals, I call it commitments because I have a commitment to them and and they have a commitment to themselves, which some people call goals. I like commitment better, but uh, our commitment to them is success. And then if they follow our onboarding and our, uh, you know, we give them the leads, we give them the technology, anything that they need, but most importantly, they love the inclusion and the recognition. They like to Mm -hmm. be recognized. And um, so we're always, we're starting to recruit through our social media. I want people to know what my team agents do. So if they, I I just have a brand new agent that just joined the team and she has five deals in escrow and she's been an agent for four years. She's never had five deals in escrow. She's got, oh, isn't that crazy? It's amazing that it just does not change their business. This changes people's lives, period. That's all about. And we we like to tell people, same, like I just did a Facebook post about Nicole. She's our new agent. Same girl, different environment. You know, she just needed some uh, confidence and she needed support and she just needed somebody to look her in the eye and tell her, you can do this. Let me help you do this. Yeah. And that, uh, and that is the topic. This episode is agent attraction and retention because it doesn't, ima- doesn't matter how many agents you attract if you don't retain them. And if I'm uh, hearing you right, uh, uh, you've, you've, you have a lot. Not only do you get agents, they stay with you. Yes. What's the, what do you think the key is? Is it uh, what you're saying as far as like loving on them and uh, the unity part of them being a part of uh, your team? I think that's um, they like each other. They call me Mama T. I take uh-huh. care of them. You know, we've been down. I've seen that on social media, on yeah, your social media. They do. That's what the, the industry calls me in my industry, because it's not just team agents. It's our, uh, you know, we're all in this together. So I think the retention is because we let them make money and they know that everything's mm-hmm. transparent. Like recently I had a past client call and a one Anything over a million dollars is luxury in our market, and there's not many up. So I had a 1.375 buyer, and mm-hmm. it was Jennifer's turn for one of my, you know, I try to be as fair as I can about my uh, call. The location. Yes, and so anyway, I called her, and I said, hey, you go show my friend this house, and, you know, 1.275, bam, 
that was uh, that's what it sold for. And, you know, right before Christmas, it was just one of those. And they know they know that it, they know the good the good is coming from what they do and then from what we're going to give them. Love so, it. Um, and I know by your numbers and how much business that your agents do and the culture that you have, you don't just hire anyone. What are the standards that you have uh, to, uh, for someone to be on your team? I'm a little different. I don't care what their disc is or their yeah, personal I agree. profile. A lot of people push that. I don't care. I like to meet them. And if I like them, they're going to get a chance. They're going to get a chance. What kind I of like, qualities do you like? I like somebody like when they come and interview with me, probably the first thing I like them to look at me and talk to me. I like the twinkle in their eye. I mm. like, to know, do you want to make more money or do you want more time? Because I can help you with both. And mm. I just get them talking. And at the end of that conversation, I'm like, you know what? I like Jason Williford. Let's get him in here and see if see what he can do. And Are we you get hiring him. me? Yeah, come on. You want to move? <laughs> so, myself and move to Louisiana. Go ahead. I apologize. No, you come on. We don't. I have a little bit different philosophy about we don't have a number of calls that they have to make. You know, to me, a great real estate agent is not a call center employee. So you can hire ISAs and VAs for that. So. Is that part of your team makeup? Do you have ISA? We have one and we use him seasonally. And in inventory, our market, we've never been in a seller's market in my whole career until the last two years. So where we generally carry 100, 110 listings, we're down to about 35. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, he helps with drumming up listings. I just don't think that that model works for us because that's just not, that's not where we are. We don't cold call. We don't circle dial. I know how to do all of it. I've done all of it. Because you're and, a marketer. Yes. So there's a nothing. A business versus chase it. That's it. And so we let someone do those cold calls and nurturing calls for us. We have a great CRM and I just take care of them. I check on them every day and by text or by phone call. What what are, during the interviewing process, what are turnoffs to you? If they only, if they start telling me that they only want to work, they need off at two o'clock every day. They don't want to work the weekends. I'll meet them where they are to an extent because I do, we only hire full-time agents. All of my agents have kids except one and they're all at that age where they are self-sufficient you know, 13, 14, 15 years mm -hmm. old, that's helpful. And because, you know, little kids require a lot of mom and dad time. And so not that kids are a turnoff, but it's a, it's a good, uh, my youngest agent's 32. My oldest one is probably mid forties and they have supportive husbands. It's pretty much a requirement that I speak to the husband to let them know what kind of, um, commitment that their wife's about to make. Mm. So. I, I did that too. I, I uh, implemented that as well. And what I learned through the years, uh, just about just as much about their professional and personal development is what I found out. Uh, and that was just a couple of years ago, 
just from doing a lot of interviews. And really when I'm interviewing, I want to not look after Jason's best interest. I'm looking after the best interest on that of that person on the other side of the table. Uh, and quite honestly, when I'm done interviewing, only about 50% of them uh, are going to be coming to the team. And Same. the other 50% are going to say, hey, man, you know what? I appreciate it. This isn't for me, but I appreciate you being honest with me uh, because these are these people, not just them, it's their family they're having to support. And it's, uh, and one issue that I had early on in interviewing, because I do come from a strong sales background. So Uh guess what? I would unintentionally go into unintentionally, subconsciously while interviewing, I go into sales mode. Sure. How great we are and what we can do for them versus, you know, a true interview digging in, you know, to see if they are going to be committed. Like you talking about being committed, you're either committed or you're not, you're all in or you're not. And what, are you for? what kind of, you know, what does, I always tell them if you got on the team today and we fast forward a year later, what does that look like to you? What have you been doing for a year? You know, and it, it's, it's easy for them to say, oh, I've made a hundred grand. I've made 150 grand. Cause you know, we do get up, we do work for money, obviously, but you know, a lot of them, like I you said, you work your tail off in real estate. You are not given anything. If you netted or even grossed $150,000 in real estate, you have worked. And I have, you a, worked. Uh, I used in my first year, you know, we spoke about me doing 23 million and I have cool stories. But the main thing was I had this favorite pair of black shoes. And Mm -hmm. one day I'm sitting there with my feet propped up and my husband's like, Tim, you have holes in the bottom of your shoes. And I took them off and he put them in a bag and he said, I'm keeping these forever. And I'm like, no, no, those are my lucky black shoes, you know? (laughs) Anyway, they were. And I think so, it had more to do with the woman inside of those shoes, but anyway. That's it. But I wore the soles off and I always tell them, you know, if you really, especially when you just hit the ground, I wasn't from here. So I didn't have the church, the high school, the, I didn't have that uh, sphere to come in. I was brand new. I was pulling them over at the country club when they let their dog out to pee saying, you know, hey, you got a license plate from Illinois. What do you, you know, what you doing in Louisiana, you know, mm-hmm. and selling them houses. And it was, uh, I worked 14 hours a day. I, I literally, when I got up, I went and hit the new construction neighborhoods. And when I got home, I started putting them in a CRM, which truthfully, my CRM was a piece of paper and pen. You know? <laughs> it wasn't even a Google spreadsheet. It was no, paper no. and a pen. It was that because that's all I had time to. So I, um, and it's a funny thing because I have a great CRM, but when I'm doing something like meeting with you, I have old trusty, you know, there's my. Absolutely. Hey, it's yeah. what, what works best for you. And obviously doing $23 million in volume in your first year, uh, you've got grit and you're a hustler, hustler in a good way. You hustle yeah. to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, one thing, uh, why, why do you feel that agents leave other teams? Because uh, a, just like a lead is not a lead, is not a lead, uh, and a independent agent is not an independent agent, it's not an independent agent. Just because someone says, I have a team, all teams are not the same either, because you have some teams that 
you know, may have 20 agents and do 8 million in volume in a decent, you know, price point market. Uh, but why, with a lot of turnover, a lot of churn, why do you feel agents leave other teams? I don't think it's money. I think it's leadership and value. You okay. have to have, you have to feel like you're getting value because obviously on a team, you're splitting money at some mm. level, whatever your structure is. So the leadership, I think that, and the value, what, what do we give our agents? You know, we give them, uh, they have no expenses. We, we supply the transaction mm-hmm. coordinator. We put out their sign in lockbox. We market for them. You know, we do everything. All they're required to do is list and sale. And there's value there. It's in the book. It's, uh, and I can't remember exactly how I wrote it in the book, but, it, uh, but Abraham talks a lot about having upside leverage and having as little as possible, little as possible uh, or no downside leverage. Now, what is downside leverage? Downside leverage is expenses, it's the risk, um, it's all of that stuff. Uh, the upside is the reward. So upside reward, downside risk. And really to be on a team, an agent on a team, even though you're pl- paying back splits, you have very little downside and all the upside. Uh, like probably how you have your structure set up for your team, uh, there's probably not too much risk for the agents, heaven forbid, if uh, something just automatically crashed in the world or the economy or uh, in the market uh, that they're not left ha- holding the bag, right? If it's out of our control, that's one thing. But any other thing than that, that we've got their back and they know it. And I think yeah. that to bring that back around, I will actually call, like if I found out Jason moved from broker A to broker B, then I want to call him a month or so in and say, Jason, I know you left. Would you just kind of tell me why? Because I want to know, mm-hmm. make sure that we don't duplicate. And it's almost yeah. always, rarely money. It's usually acknowledgement, the recognition, and they mm-hmm. feel like that they say this over and over. They weren't doing anything for me. Do you feel a lot of time it came back to communication and misunderstanding? I do. I do. Because uh, I know some of the brokers that they left would be more than willing to do anything for them. But that that line of communication was broken at some point. And you got to check on people. People need to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. That's important. Mm -hmm. And uh, a, a great structured real estate team they've got that inclusion they feel like they're you know they may do um you know the girl that we just brought on wasn't doing a million dollars a year she'll do over a million dollars this month and she just felt like she was just out there floating i think that's why so many real estate agents fail their Mm -hmm. first couple of years is because Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do they don't know what to do and i know you're like me in this sense and building and onboarding. I know you have an onboarding uh, process and just going back to my processes is that, uh, you know, that was just the standard. And the standard was uh, that whether you've been licensed for one day or 30 years, everyone went through our immersion boot camp. Uh, that uh, very first week, uh, 44 hours in class training, uh, then about another 
20 approximate hours after that was at home role playing, drilling, practicing, rehearsing over and over. And a lot of that was incorporated also, you know, in the 44 hours in, in class training. Uh, but not only that, but there was an 84 day uh, rant, uh, <laughs> a rant period. Sure. Uh, in their first year, theoretically, because it's kind of hard to track, but theoretically, and the agents know and knew this, that they grew in their first year what it would take to th for them to do seven in seven or 10 years by themselves. Yes. And that's, you know, that's invaluable. And uh, another thing that I think is important is your principles and your values have to be clear. And so what our agents know is we expect 24 transactions a year out of a minimum. Mm. And not the first year. We'll give anybody the first year. But at the end of, say, the second year, if they don't meet those requirements and there wasn't, um, you know, and we've done our part to get them there, there is, I'm not the bad person to say, you know, I think that you would be better off somewhere else or whatever, because they already know it's coming because our principles and our values are spelled out. We have an operating manual. Everybody signs it. And, um, you know, I think the, the clarity uh, and confusion when agents leave, a lot of times it's they're, they're also confused. Uh, they just need a, a straight path and a lot of communication. Absolutely. And, um, and I had a friend that said this in a mastermind one time, and uh, I won't forget it, but he said, and it came from a book that he read, uh, but he said that expectations without an agreement is a dream. Like you and I, uh, uh, in our relationship, we could have expectations of each other in our own mind without any agreement, and we could be expecting things from each other that we never agreed upon. And same thing goes back to uh, you and your husband, which sounds like you have an amazing husband, by the way, amazing relationship with each other. Uh, but also going back to the team members uh, that, you know, expectation without an agreement is nothing but a dream. So it sounds like, just like I did, you have, uh, you know, commitment that they make to you uh, while not only they're making to themselves, but they're also making them to you. Uh, that, hey, here's what Tammy's going to be giving for you, but also, you know, I need a commitment for you, too, that you're going to do X, Y, and Z, uh, and one of those big KPIs for you, obviously, uh, just like it was for me, is, uh, you know, 24 deals uh, minimum per year, which in a team model is easily achievable uh, just by working a little bit, not working 90 hours a week either. Uh, what Going into agent attraction, and I know that you're looking to you're looking to expand your team into a new market, uh, but also add additional agents to your team. Uh, and I think that agent attraction is marketing. Uh, you're just marketing. You're not marketing for sellers and buyers. Uh, you're marketing for new agents. Uh, what are uh, some things that you have uh, in strategies in place, you know, you're going to use for attracting agents? I, want I think it's the proof of what you've already done. It is, is a big thing. Yes, I want them to look at our social media. I want them to look at Nicole has been with us for a very short time and five in escrow. I want them to feel like something is different there. There is something there that I have to have a piece of. I want them to 
be from the outside in because my conversations when I call an agent or message an agent is rarely about recruitment or even real estate for a while. I touch them three to five times just on a personal level. I congratulate them. I hope that I am giving something that's missing so that they fall in love with my team and my leadership and they think, I got, I got to go there. I got to go try this. And, and, uh, and I know you do, uh, and it sounds like you do. You do it just because that's who Tammy is. Uh, that's the type of person that you, you are, again, not operating in that mindset of scarcity, that you operate in the mindset of abundance, uh, and you don't have that fear of loss that, hey, I'm training the competition by letting this other agent know this and this. You're truly just trying to help people, and I think that's the key of it is when you uh, deliver more value than they're currently getting, uh, that they just automatically start to gravitate for you, towards you. And they see it on your social media. I see it on your social media, uh, the success that your agents are having. And, you know, it's flat out phenomenal that you can do over $200 million a year with six agents total, you and five others. Well, and I also, uh, from reaching out to agents at other brokerages, not for recruiting, because many of them have no intention of leaving. They're very happy. I still offer my help. They'll come and speak to me. They'll say, can I come and talk to you? Uh, you know, and sure, my door is always open. So agents from other brokerages that have never had any intention of coming over to my team, they just want some good, where'd you come from? How, how'd you do it? Advice. And that's another key. I think you have to give your gifts away. And that's so important because that elevates everybody. And most What's people, your number one gift? This, talking to people, making them feel included. And I'm a strong listing agent. So, you know, come on, let me, let me role play with you and let me see what's going on. Because if you're struggling having a listing and I don't care what company they're with, if they want to speak to me, I give it away. I give it away daily to my agents, but even in the market, it's a, um, you know, and that's a that's a, a value of Tammy, not on a professional level, but on a personal that's level. That's Tammy. That's, that's who Tammy is. Yep. And I've never I've never been to uh, how do you pronounce Bozier City? Bozier. Bozier City. Bozier City. Yeah. <laughs> never have I been there. But again, if I was willing to bet, and I went there, I would bet that not just uh, your agents on your team and not just uh, the agents at Remax, uh, but I would bet that uh, many of the agents in your marketplace, no matter what brokers they work up under, uh, have respect and love for you. I would sure hope so, because I sure do pour into all humans, not just, you know, on my team, but uh, some of the pe agents that have left Remax, uh, even the I have two REMAX agents that left my team because they actually were doing so well, they wanted to go out on their own. And we mm -hmm. support that fully. And they still, I talk to them two or three times a week. They still call me for guidance. They still call me to share their wins. And when you've got other agents that you have no benefit from calling you to share their wins, that's when you know, you know, how they feel about you. 
they want me to know. Uh, and I think that's just from, you know, maybe, I don't know, from parenting two kids or whatever, just pour, <laughs> pouring into people just outside of a professional level, just on a human level. It's just, it's so important and it's gratifying to me. That's why I get up every day and go to work. And that's why I want to grow a team. And I say for, for profit, yes, it, it's a great thing, but it's more for you than it is for me, you know, because I want to see more. Uh, my agent that left that had done so well this year, he was uh, a cop in Bossier City making 35 grand a year. And when he left, he was making 250. I mean, wow. life changing. That's amazing. It's amazing. I would guarantee you. Well, I can't say I would guarantee you. Again, I would bet. I don't know why I'm uh, stuck on that one, uh, this episode, but I would bet that that gentleman probably never fathomed in his entire life that he would uh, be making $250,000 net in a year. Net, not gross net. commission. Net. There's a huge difference. There's a huge gross difference. The net. Uh, I think it's easy for agents to get drunk off of growth. Sure. Uh, well, we see that a lot with teams. I'm sure you've seen that a lot in your years that, uh, hey, uh, uh, we did X amount of, uh, we sold X amount of volume this year and uh, did X amount and did Y amount of uh, commission. But then you also know behind the scenes that there wasn't much profit there. No, their profit and loss was horrible. And that's another thing that we, we try to get our agents to invest and save and you know, because mm, if love that. the profit is so important. My husband's huge into investments and we provide them the tools if they want to go flip a house. We've got a contractor that'll help them. I mean, we try to, uh, you mentioned different pillars of business. We also own a mortgage company. My husband owns a mortgage company. I love that. Yes. So, you know, we've got our finger in a lot of pieces of the pie, but it, it's, it's all so good. It's just good. And anyway, that profit first is, is an incredible, you know, it really doesn't matter what you gross, not at all. It's no. how much you save. And again, I applaud you because there's a saying that, uh, that I learned and it's not of mine, uh, but life gives to the givers and takes from the takers. And without a doubt, uh, you are a giver to the 10th degree. You're, you're a 10th degree black belt in giving. I see it uh, uh, all the time on social media. And I'm obviously uh, speaking with you uh, a couple of times and in this interview. Uh, is there anything that you would uh, like to leave us with, like as far as, uh, you know, other team leaders that haven't re reached the pinnacle that you have yet that are struggling as team leaders? Uh, is there any advice that you'd like to give them? Uh, continue to recruit, and that's probably the number one. And and if they want to, hopefully watch my business growth that we're expanding down in South Louisiana. But uh, recruit the people that uh, it's a two way street. We talk about communication and value. They give to me, I give to them. Um, mm -hmm. And just remember, the as humans, there's a lot more to attraction than money. Because at our core, we need other things outside. I mean, yes, we have to have money to pay our bills. That's a given. But I'm just talking on a different level. If you yeah. will operate from a spirit of abundance and not scarcity, 
people notice that and that attracts them to you and you should be able to grow. The sky's the limit. Just like with uh, lead gen, I would much rather, uh, same thing with agents. I'd rather not just per marketing, but being a strategic marketer, I'd much rather attract agents and I'd rather attract sellers and buyers than have to chase them. That's exactly. uh, and you said it, and I can, uh, you've probably seen that old movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross, uh, the, uh, uh, and they say, ABC, always be closing. Uh, I changed that to ABR, always be recruiting. Uh, because I, you know, I think it's uh, just powerful when, because uh, you probably have a rabbit on your sales force. Like what's, what's the, the top that your top, agent is doing like volume approximately last year like the best the best um about let's see i have another nicole and she ended up with probably around 50 or 55 units i don't have it right in front of me so she was probably she's probably close to uh 20 22 23 million heck yeah that's a great year uh, one yeah. agent, look at 22 million, um, uh, 55 homes. And that'd be, that's a difference that if your top agent just did 4 million and 12 homes, uh, oh. that's an example, uh, you know, that the rest of the pack season, I just think that that's just a crucial piece of all of it is having, having that rabbit, not that figurative rabbit, sure. uh, uh, that you have that, you know, that's proving your business model uh, works and their profitability works. And, you know, shoot, I think you're doing, an, you are doing and have done an amazing job. Uh, appreciate you being with us today. And uh, before we wrap up, uh, if there are, uh, not if, uh, when agents uh, have some referrals uh, that are available in Shreveport and uh, how do they get in touch with you? Um, my website's calltammy.com. Uh, that's the easiest. Or you can Google uh, Shreveport or Bozier Realtor, and I should be at the top of the Google list. So Tammy Montgomery at Remax. And that's Tammy with an I. Tammy with an I. And then on Facebook, uh, of course, my personal is Tammy Montgomery, but my team is uh, Tammy Montgomery Real Estate Experts. So if they want to connect with me, online we're easy to find there too and i'm happy to share anything with them any systems that we use anything like that and of course we would love to take care of their referrals love it tammy uh thank you so much you're welcome i hope you have an amazing not i hope i know you will have an amazing 2022 and your agents will wonderful job we'll talk again soon thank you That's it for this episode of The Ultimate Real Estate Machine. May your real estate machine be extremely rewarding, fulfilling, and life-changing for you and all the people that you impact. Claim those skyrocketing results that you demand from your real estate business. Subscribe to the show for more content like this at ultimaterealestatemachinethepodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a positive rating. Thank you for joining us. See you on the next episode.